Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to the Irish News Podcast. Today I'm talking with Charlie Lester, who is industry uh, dating expert and also the founder of Lumen. How are you doing, Charlie? It's nice to see you. Good well, Tell a bit about your background before we started going into online dating. Yep, so I've worked in dating for about five years. Yeah. I started actually by writing a blog that was a bit of a joke. I wrote a, I wrote a Facebook status suggesting to my friends I would go on 30 blind dates before I turned 30. And my friends suggested I write a blog. Through them getting excited and sharing it, the first night it was read by 2,000 people. And so I spent a summer going on blind dates and writing about dating apps and dating websites and uh, dating events and and um, basically just ended up with lots of people coming to me and asking me for advice on which ones were the best um, and off the back of that I ended up cre- creating the industry awards so for the last four years I've been running um, the UK, US and European dating awards yeah. um, assessing apps and, and websites and kind of really learning all about all of, of the dating industry so I guess you're a bit like Sex and City and the, the girl character a bit like Carrie from Sex and yeah. City yeah that's, I, I've, I've heard that a few, few times and I actually then ended up writing for, uh, about dating for both The Guardian and Time Out so yeah. I did kind of really end up as this kind of dating journalist but along the way I guess have have learned a lot about dating a lot about apps and people kept saying to me when are you going to create your own app and I'd always said I wouldn't do it purely because um, it's you know when it comes to dating in order to create a good app you have to get quickly to critical mass of people and at the time when I was first looking at it that was at least 10,000 people in a city yeah. and it's very hard to get that number of people on a dating app if you've got no backing so I had always said, you know what, look, I'm, no, I'm never going to be able to do this on my own. And actually, um, it was only when um, my co-founder came to me and said, look, I've got, I've got this financial backing. We've got an amazing investor. Um, our investor actually owns a really large dating app, or two really large dating apps already. So we knew that um, we had the ability to really scale up quickly. Yeah. And we had, that, we had that boost behind us. So it's been brilliant. And we launched in September and we're already in the tens of thousands of members, which, which is great. I and mean, we've, we've hit our critical mass Happily. And is your app is it based on like Tinder and Rumble, whether you use Facebook data or is it? You can use some Facebook data, or you can register with your phone number. Yeah. So I think I think these days um, apps are actually moving away from using Facebook data because Facebook's going into dating themselves. We don't know when they're going to eventually say, Do you know what, we're not going to let any of these dating apps have yeah. this access anymore. So I think most apps these days are trying to come up with an alternative um, in case that happens. And also, I suppose they could be worried about the data being compromised. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And how secure is, is the app itself? That if you join as a member, how do you guarantee the person that you're going to meet or date is going to be someone you, you can trust? Well, so we photo verify every member. So when you sign up, once you've uploaded your photos, the app will ask to open the camera on your phone and, and it literally takes a selfie of you as you're yeah. signing up. That selfie doesn't appear on the dating profile, but it's cross-referenced with a mixture of AI and human moderation to first off check that you are the person in the pictures and also to check that you look like you're over yeah. 50. Um, because actually something we've discovered is that there's quite a trend of people in their 20s pretending that they're over 50 to try and um, cougar hunt which is an expression that I hadn't known really existed until recently where they literally are trying to um, approach women in their 50s go on a date with them and only obviously reveal that they're 30 years younger when they actually go on the date What if somebody has had basically uh, past surgery and look younger as well? Well I mean if you uh, you can prove if there's a real issue so um, if you look significantly younger um, it will flag it 
it up and we will query it. If someone looks 20 and is over 50, as long as they can prove to us that they're over 50, we will let them on the app. There's no issues. But yeah. I think yeah. as a, uh, it's, it's a deterrent in a lot of ways, right? If, if people in their 20s know that the app is going to do this checking, then you're yeah. going to be less, less likely to try to go on. It's also obviously a big deterrent to scammers and catfish. You can't catfish on yeah. that site. It makes it a lot harder for scammers to get on the site because they need to use their own photos. And then we also have a lot of anti-scammer software sort of working behind the scenes to protect the users. Yeah, and also just go to police records as well and check on them. We don't go to police records. No apps do that. I think the, the only reality of that is, firstly, the logistics of it. You yeah. would, it would be so, you'd have such a lengthy onboarding process. It would take forever for anyone to be able to join. Yeah. But also, I mean, in reality, even if, even if, you had police records on everyone there's always people who don't have a record right so you'll never True. there's yeah. always going to be bad eggs so I think it's finding the line right where, you've, where you're doing enough to protect users as much as you can but where you're not ruining their experience because in all honesty um, if you look at, the, at apps regardless of what type of app it is whether it's a dating app or any other type of app the more complications you add to someone's sign up process the less likely you are to finish signing up gotcha, right? yeah. so we need to strike that balance where we've got um, a detailed enough process that we know who people are they're giving enough information to actually make their dating experience as good as possible but where they're not put off because it's they're going to have to send off a letter to a police station and come back gotcha. a month, in a month's time to yeah. join and also I suppose what if somebody is, is new to to, uh, to being online so they've got their profile anywhere else and they sign up how do you check that as well make sure they're real well, so, so the whole point is that they are, they're putting their photos onto our onto the app. Yeah. So we are cross-referencing the picture that the app takes of them yeah. then and there with the pictures they've put online. So so it's not about your stuff elsewhere. Yeah. It's literally about what you've put on the app. And then the selfie feature where it's taking the photo of you, you can't, there's no way of tricking that. We've tried um, holding up a picture of someone else. It, the, 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 it's, the, um, the software is sophisticated enough that it, it, you need to be a real person taking the picture right then and there with yeah. the phone. I guess the same thing you're using some phones when you use your phone uh, use your face to actually uh, unlock the phone. Exactly, yeah. And then if it's a photograph it knows right away. Yeah. Well and so what they do is I think it's 300 different points on yeah. your face that it measures in the same way that when you walk through a, um, an airport right and it double checks your picture with your um, it takes a photo of you that it, that it cross references yeah. with, with your passport it's that same technology. So I guess it goes 360 and checks all around you so it's possible they can tell that you it's not a picture yeah I mean well, that, with, we don't do 360 it literally is a yeah. selfie but it is it's still they'll, they'll do things like they'll look at the measurement between your nose and your ears and stuff like that and you can tell if it's a, if it's a photo it, we've we've tried foxing it yeah. and it, and we can't work out how to do it so um, yeah no, we're, we're pretty we're pretty happy with the photo verification and also you said you also you won the dating awards how's that how did, how's that turned out so far for you guys well so um, that was so that's my previous company yeah. I've actually just in the process of selling it but it was I mean it was a really really interesting experience I I ran them for the offline and online industries um, and I think definitely I learned a lot about the dating industry as a whole um, it's been really interesting because um, Lumen is actually my co-founder's idea and when he came to me and said look I'd really like to design a dating app for over 50s I jumped at the chance to do it because I have from having run the awards I could see that there was a real gap in the market and um, I can't count how many times over the last five years since I've worked in dating friends have contacted me and said that my parents have just broken up what app would you recommend that my mum goes on or my friend's parents contacted me and saying oh one of my friends has just got divorced can you give me some advice and and I genuinely never had an answer for them because up until now I think that people in the 50s and 60s have had a really miserable time dating trying to date online because all of the apps and the more modern products are, are designed for millennials 
And literally, I mean, you didn't used to be able to even log on to Tinder if you yeah. were over 50. Um, and then by contrast, the, the dating sites are, some of them are so incredibly old-fashioned. Yes. I mean, like, laughably old-fashioned. Some I've seen last year. Um, and, 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 you know, if you literally Google over 50s dating sites, some of the stuff that comes up looks like it was invented in the 70s and wasn't. Um, and, and I think that they use really stereotypical pictures of people in their, like, 70s and 80s who look like they've retired on a beach. And that's not what being 50 yeah. these days is like. I mean, most of people I know in their 50s are just as active with their smartphones and apps as people in their 30s so I think that there was a real need for this product there was a, um, the 50s and 60s are very much a, a kind of forgotten generation um, and so hopefully Lumen is actually creating something for, for, that, for that age group yeah because I feel like we said something this, you think of Ted's head because somebody's going to have lab lamp in the background and it's going to agree with tacky and it's all really tacky basically uh, wallpaper they think that's when it's empty it couldn't be, couldn't be today and it's, and it's really interesting because I think that actually our, our preconceptions of people in their 50s and 60s are, are very much um, based on media imagery yeah. and we all think of people in their 50s as having to have grey or white hair and wrinkles and actually I mean when we've been doing our so all we, our Lumen adverts yeah. we've done the photo shoots ourselves and we recruited people we knew in their 50s and 60s and these people you know they, they that very few of them have grey hair, um, and and people in their fifties look do, do not look anything like the images that you see in the media whenever a story about someone who's over fifty is represented. So I think it's been really interesting, really trying to challenge that view. And I think it's amazing how how inherent ageism is, is in all of us. Yeah. I mean, I can't count how many times people comment on our ads saying this person isn't fifty, and we're like, no, they really are. Like yeah. this is this is actually what fifty year olds look like, and they come in all shapes and sizes, and they definitely use smartphones. Yeah, well, for me, being in the media. I Kind of, I, I know right away with an ad, I can tell if ad is, is, is both BS or real. And in your case, it's, it's very lucky you're going to have a, a date night with somebody that looks 20 and they say, Oh, yeah, they're 50. You've been realistic because uh, times have changed and people are, are, are looking younger and getting younger. And also, as the lifestyles change, people are smoking less, drinking less, eating more healthily, and that's why they look the, they, the way they look. Yeah, and living a lot longer, right? 50 is not the end of your life by any stretch. No. It really, and, and so it's quite interesting, I think, when you look at a lot of the words that surround that generation too, kind of these terms like senior dating and mature dating, we, we really hate those terms. And then there's things like, um, you know, people talk about baby boomers and middle-aged yeah. and oh, silver. Silver gets used on everything, right? The silver pound and silver surface. And, and actually, there's a lot of kind of quite negative language yeah. around this age group whereas actually I mean I'm going to be in my 50s in 15 years and I can't imagine I'm going to change that much as a person no but I look at it this way when someone says like seeing 80 and maturity I'm looking at somebody who's over 80 yeah. I mean of course to me somebody now in their 70s yeah. not in the 50s because years ago it was in the 50s but now it's somebody who's in their 70s yeah definitely and they're thinking I'm, I'm retired now what do I do with my life for somebody in their 50s is somebody who's basically married got a job but suddenly they realise where am I? What am I doing here? And, and I think with this age group, people, the, the majority of people who are single in their 50s have just come out of some form of long, long-term long relationship, whether they were divorced or widowed. Um, and quite often they have just devoted 20 years plus to another person and to children. Yeah. And actually it's really interesting because I think it's real this kind of idea that it's like this second kind of real bite of the cherry, that these people are almost having like a second gap here. You yeah. know, kind of, a lot of them will have settled down quite young and actually not had that opportunity to really be quite selfish like, yeah. and to think of themselves for a change and to really focus on them. So hopefully with Lumen we're letting people try and focus, put, turn that focus back on them, remember who they are, really try and, you know, you know, if their kids have kind of flown the nest and stuff, really just focus on them for a bit. 
you got to realize people that age now are more tech savvy than you think because years ago, something was 50, they wouldn't be up to technology as such. They might have latest TV or video player, but it's as far as it goes. Whereas now, everyone's got a smartphone, so they basically you have to get in with the in crowd and forget about it. So everyone's now tech savvy to a certain degree. Definitely. And even those people who don't use apps as regularly as others, we've definitely found that um, with sort of the people in the 50s and 60s and older, um, the biggest influences for them in terms of what apps they're downloading are actually their children, their adult children. So there's a generation of people my age who are helping their divorced parents date and they're, they're recommending sites and apps to yeah. them. And that's why you end up with people on millennial apps who, who shouldn't be because, because they're, they're, those are the apps their children know and there haven't been other alternatives for them to show them. So you know, there's a whole generation of people in the 20s and 30s who've, who've kind of made online dating cool. They got rid of that stigma that used to surround it and they've made it something that's really in everyday conversation and now they're showing their parents but actually there aren't any products for them to put their parents on. So hopefully, Lumen answers yeah, that. There's really a few sites that are free and for all ages from like 25 up to, up to 60. And the problem is, when it's a free app, it's going to be, it looks kind of tacky and everything else. And then when you get to a forum where you ask questions, people are asking... Uh, the most obvious questions, mainly about sex and the other stuff, and, um, and uh, it's not really something you, you feel comfortable in because the questions you've, you've been asked are, are people talking about aren't what you want to hear. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it's interesting because I think the free thing is quite interesting. So with Lumen, you can actually use fully for free. We, we're a freemium product, which means that there are add-ons that you yeah. can opt in for, but you don't have to use them to date fully. Yeah. And it's been really interesting, I think, with this age group. I think that this particular age group have been scammed by so many other companies that tell you it's free and then you hit a paywall as, try, as, as soon as you try and see someone's picture, they're all fuzzed out. Yeah. Or you hit a paywall when someone's Send you a message, and suddenly it tells you, "Oh, I'm going to have to pay." For, you know, you're going to have to pay before you can read the message. And so, there's definitely a cynicism that hopefully we can try and lift because on Lumen, you genuinely can see everyone's pictures, yeah. reply to anyone, and, and you can do that for free. And I, I at the moment, in, in, in terms of customer service, I probably spend half my time replying to messages saying, "No, genuinely, you can date for free. There's no catch." Yeah. Like, and, and I think that that is because of these these other sites that you were talking about, these kind of older sites where they're, pro- they're you know probably five, ten years ago there was a real um, wave of people pretending stuff was free and then ca- like trapping people yeah. into paying for stuff um, and I think that we've now got this new wave of apps where they understand that not you know that some people want to pay for a premium service and they're willing to pay for additional features but most people are happy just with the free service and that's how dating apps like Tinder and Bumble work so you know and they're huge huge apps um, and so there's lots and lots of people dating for free on those apps and that's what we're trying to do with Lumen now yeah. is to offer a similar service to these so is Loom available in the UK or where else is it available? Yeah, so so um, so we launched in Ireland. We soft launched in Ireland um, last month, and obviously yeah. this week is our official launch in Ireland. It's been available in in the UK since September, um, and we're also soft launched in Australia with a big launch in January. And then what about America? Is that America looking? At America you? is on the list. It's yeah. just, I mean, I think we um, we so the UK was very much our MVP, our minimal, minimum viable product. We wanted proof of concept. We wanted to show that it worked. Yeah. And um, we also know. No one has designed an app recently for this age group, so there's no kind of marketing playbook as, as to how you can reach out yeah. and, and approach all these people in their in their fifties. So, you know, most apps are designed for millennials, and, and there are certain ways that you can speak to millennials that don't really work if you're over fifty. I mean, I, you know, there's no point in me paying a load of Instagram um, stars to, to talk about Lumen because people, you know, most of the people that we want to speak to with about Lumen yeah. don't aren't aren't following these Instagram 
people. So it's, it's been quite interesting. We've used the time in the UK to work out how we can best chat, talk to over 50s, what brands they're interested in. We try to align with brands that, that over 50s trust. Um, and we've kind of started to um, understand how, you know, what, what features we need in the app. The app changes on a weekly basis. We literally, um, you know, we've got these profiles. It, Antoine and myself have these profiles on the app where, where people can di- directly talk to us and, and tell us, oh, do you know what? I like this, but it would be really helpful if I could filter on this feature, for yeah. example. And so we directly, you know, we they can reach us directly so that we can then implement those changes. And because we're such a small team and our tech is so agile, we can make really quick changes within a week, right? Yeah. If someone suggests something and we're like, do you know what? That's the 20th person that said that. We can literally go to our developers and say, look, can we put that to the top priority and let's yeah. make that change? Um, so hopefully what we've done is use the last two, three months in the UK to create a version of, of Lumen that we're really proud of that we're now launching properly internationally. Because most apps I've seen in the past are all websites when you go to it. If you want to have a query, there's an email address that's generic and you can't guarantee you'll get a response back or anything. That no, and that's why one of the reasons... I mean, initially we actually just had the profiles because we wanted to see what yeah. the app looked like. And so Antoine and myself are the only people under 50 that are on the app. Yeah. And our profiles say, we're not 50, we're the co-founders. And we actually found that people were approaching us so often that we've now made that a feature, that we have these profiles that anyone can speak to. Um, and and, I, and actually on my profile, I have a list of profile tips. So if anyone's struggling with, you know, wants to make their dating profile better, they can literally just read my profile and I've got some tips for them that, nice and simple Um, and we get daily feedback people tell us when they've gone on dates people tell us when they've found a partner which is really heartening it's really cool to get that immediate feedback Um, and we also I mean we, we are a small company so I'm, you know, I will answer the majority of our social media queries yeah. too, and I'll, I'll answer quite often from my personal account too, so people can can see that they are speaking to a real person. Yeah, and also in the past, you've actually worked on the on the Apprentice as an advisor, Alan Sugar. How did that come about? Oh, uh, so so um, one of the finalists in 2015 designed a dating app, um, and so I was asked, yeah, I was asked to be a guest judge and to advise Lord Sugar on whether the dating app was very good, was any good. It was awful. Yeah. She she did not win, um, but it was oh, it's such a cool experience. It was really really fun experience because I've seen that happen and on that show most people who got a product most of products wouldn't wouldn't fly in the real world I think the problem is I think The Apprentice was brilliant when yeah. I was at university I used to love watching that show I mean now it's a, just a very different show and it's, it's definitely an entertainment value show um, I'm not le- I'm not sure I would ever hire any of the people that, that go on the show anymore but it does make for good entertainment but yeah that, the, there were a number of flaws in the dating app that I had to judge and um, and, and we it was interesting because actually you know the, the, the lady who created the app had a room full of experts it was myself and the European MDs of Match.com in the in Harmony yeah. and we gave so much feedback and then she actually after The Apprentice went and launched the same dating app didn't take on board any of the feedback and it flopped yeah. and I thought you had this free you know advice from industry experts why would you not just make some changes but I thought one years ago a girl in there who was doing a, uh, had an idea for clinics for Botox mm-hmm. and health and, and yeah I remember I, that one yeah and I thought later I thought I didn't think it was a great I, I thought okay I'm not sure it was going to be a good idea but actually she's done very well out of it because she's a smart lady and a lot of other guys I've seen in the past think, well, no, you're not going to do well because your ID doesn't match and with Lord Sugar, I can't see it happening. But with her, it actually did work out. Yeah, she was a doctor, wasn't she? Yeah, she, she was. Irish, and yeah. I suppose if, if you're a doctor, it's easier to, to actually uh, go ahead and do this because you, you know basically what will and won't work. Whereas if you're doing dating side, unless you're somebody who's an expert in dating like you, for example, 
How, how can you say I'm going to make it better? I think that's the thing, and it's, I think it's interesting. I think we're coming into probably a better time for consumers when it comes to dating because I think the last few years it was really fashionable to design a dating app. So every man and his dog thought that he could design a dating yeah. app, and so there were a lot of apps that launched without any prior knowledge and without, um, and and so they would launch and then they would disappear within a few months. Yeah. Um, I think it's becoming a lot less common now for people to launch dating apps because they have, they're beginning to understand how hard it is to do. So I mean. Hopefully, you know, I, I hopefully we're in a, in, a, in a better position because both Antoine and I have that experience from the industry, and and we have the backing of, of you know um, an investor who already has had two massive global successes. So we've got that information that yeah. we can call on because I think data is such an important part of business, right? So we've got so much data that we can access from the other apps, so we can ask, okay, which of these cities in America do you think we should launch in first? Yeah. And we can actually find data to back that up rather than just kind of guessing. Years ago, I was in college, but. Eight years ago, doing a postgrad and collecting women, my, my college mates was designing a dating app. Mm-hmm. He thought it was going to be the next big thing, and I said to him, "You do realise that if you do launch this, how is it going to work? And have you got the money behind it to back it? And says everyone is now just doing dating apps. Yeah. Unless you're an expert in the area or somebody, a co-founder who's got money to, to actually help you launch this." not going to work. No, definitely. I think it's, and I think people are now realising that, which is why you see less new dating apps, but hopefully the ones that you do see then have got some clout and will be around to stay. I mean, we really want Lumen to be a household name in the way that Tinder is. Like, we would love for people, I mean, I think Tinder has just become, like, the people's reference point to a dating yeah. app, right? It's just the generic term for a dating app. We would love Lumen to be recognised in the same way. Well, Misha, in a long time, want yourself to be in, in, in the dictionary. Like, have you, have you Lumened? That would be if you're over 50 like Tinder yeah. they'd be lumens yeah. of your Yahoo well, <laughs> yeah, that's probably like your Google. end yeah <laughs> so Charlie thanks so much for that good luck in the future and uh, hope, hope, hope the launch works well in Ireland and, uh, and uh, also in Australia and eventually America and North America wherever you go Thank thanks you. so much let's hope lots of people lumen yeah thanks <laughs>